2: week two of being back (laughs) (laughs) and uh at at least at the time of recording we're all still we're all still in this game so yes that's 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 a good thing so how are you
1: doing well doing well we're just uh chugging along here trying to get back to some (laughs) more content for our listeners and and trying to help everybody figure out the next steps and pathways in their music careers
2: yeah. Yeah. And I think what's going to be kind of cool this season on our podcast is, you know, we always are giving information, but when we have our interviews, what's always really cool is we get to hear how other people are coping <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and how other people do things. And sometimes when we have um, artists, you know, we really focus on that. And then when we have more industry, music industry professionals, a lot of times we're focusing more on the industry, but I think today is going to be a little unique. I think that um, we're going to talk about what, you know, the, the, the industry that this guest is in, but also hear a little bit of her process, because as all of us right now are going through <laughs> development and shifts, and I think it's it's important for people to also understand that industry professionals are also going through that, because this has greatly uh-huh. impacted, you know, their ability if, if the artists aren't working um obviously it's affecting what they do so so we got a good we got a goodie today on tap but before before we go there you have we a music
1: have tip for us we have the music tip <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. we're going to get you
2: singing i you you've been kind of hinting at it you've been kind of hinting <laughs> with the singing on your intros yeah. of things but, i'm i'm yeah. trying
1: to lively up my voice and get some some oh, musical tones there in there we go. so so there we using go. Using
2: all the, using the range. Okay. Yes,
1: good. the range. Yeah, range. <laughs> yeah. Well, this music tip, it was interesting, actually. It came across uh, my Facebook feed. I saw the, the uh, ad for it, of course. And um, it's a company called Jaxsta, J-A-X-S-T-A. And okay. what it's um, they're trying to do is become the IMDB for music yeah okay. and let that sit in what is i m d b okay so yeah, if you don't, say, know what,
2: what IMDb
1: yeah, don't know what i yeah you don't know what i m d b is it's basically or the BB. place for credits yeah. and um if you've ever done a film or t v show um you uh you have your information in i m d b which uh is about your role in that that film or t v show whether it's uh the, of course the actors and actresses. But it's also the um, the people who've, who've worked on the, the film, you know, the production crew, sound, lighting, all these people, uh, even music. So it's basically the place for credits. And what it does for your career, it it allows you to promote yourself and get other jobs based off of the work you've already done. So what awesome. Jaxx is trying to do is do that for music. And... They it, and it's go go to their site now because because basically this is a new concept and I think it's going to take off. Um, yeah. It's a free account forever. Oh, if you Whoa. sign up now. It's really? a free account forever.
2: Now.
1: So okay. I jumped on it. <laughs> I it signed up because <laughs> I I know how you know film people use IMDb for uh, their right. film careers. So you know, I I just jumped right on it. I got the free account, and I'm in it for free for for the long haul. So
2: oh, awesome! I'm gonna jump on it too. I'm like, yep. whoa! Let me let me let me write this down. And, oh,
1: that's, and awesome. just,
2: that's a good tip.
1: Yeah, and uh, just to 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 fill it out a little bit more, they they're actually run by a lot of uh, music professionals, music people, actual music people, not admins or tech people. They are run by mm-hmm. music people.
2: Okay, and
1: nice. and they're trying to resurrect the uh the long lost art of the cd booklet I was, jacket
2: yes i was just about to say they're resurrecting liner notes ah!
1: so the title yes. instead of uh it's it's basically short for jacket stars the cd jacket that oh. you had jacket stars so that's why it's called oh. Jaxtas. so it's an interesting site I, I definitely encourage I you all to that. go find out
2: I love that. I miss liner notes and CD yes. booklets so badly. I it, I feel so lost <laughs> <laughs> lately when I hear new songs because I'm like who produced this?
1: Story? Who's yeah.
2: playing the bass on this song? Who mm-hmm. wrote this? Who arranged this? It's driving who gave me life crazy to
1: this music. Yeah.
2: Right. Oh my god, there's some really good stuff out right now too and I'm it's been driving me crazy because I'm like I I need to figure out who did what. So I'm Anyway, thank you. That's an excellent tip. I'm clapping and smiling. I loved it. (laughs) love it. So today's podcast is brought to you by BandZoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, BandZoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Banzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch, commission-free, right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team, Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said. Just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to Banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days and be sure to use our promo code Making Money Pod" to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod" to get 15% off the first year. All right, so we have a guest and y'all know when we bring on guests, we get really excited because typically, more often than not, they're people that we you know, have some type of relationship with or know. Um and we get to bring them on because they're family. Um, but they're also rock stars in their field. So it's it's really it's cool. And so today is no different. Um we've had publicists in the past um on the show. And I think what's kind of you know, I, I I think showing what publicists do and PR professionals do. Um, is just really important because it's also growing in what they do, and it's varied. And I do think that artists um, sometimes don't really know what to do with a publicist, and so I think exposing you to different types of people in PR is really important because depending on what it is you're doing, you need a certain type of PR professional. Um, one, I, I don't think one size fits all when it comes to PR. It really, you know, it really has to kind of think about what you're trying to accomplish. So. I wanted to bring this guest. She and I are like sister friends now on top of, um, you know, working relationships. And I'm going to let her tell more about herself and what she does as a publicist. So let's welcome Vanessa Abram. Hello, hey, Vanessa. Vanessa. Hi, how are you guys today? <laughs> we're good. Doing good. Doing good. We're good. We're good. And we're really we're really happy. You are technically our first guest of the season for the fall. So Oh my gosh. Nice that is so ion. flattering. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is this is good stuff. This is good. That's so we're excited to have you. And what we typically do, I don't read long bios and all of that. We we don't have that long of, of the show. So I don't I don't read all the bios, but I we, we really like our guest. To share their story, share what it is they do, so we can say that first. What what you do as a as a publicist, and just if you could share with our audience, um, you know how you got into PR. Oh wow, that's an interesting question. So
3: I love that you prefaced this saying that um every all there's not a one size fit all PR approach, because um, I that's definitely how. I make my money is because I'm not for every everyone, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but um, I will say I got my start in PR. Actually, working in music Um, all throughout my life, I aspire, uh, aspire to be in music, um, songwriting. You know, concert choir, dance lessons, piano lessons. You know, working behind the in. You know, working behind the scenes, working with labels like Def Jam and. Um, Bad Boy and Atlantic Records, Hidden Beach Recordings, like done all of that good stuff. And so as I was climbing the ranks of the music business, like it was around like 2005, 2006, I'm dating myself. And (laughs) around that time, like everything just changed. Like everyone just started losing their job. So every connection that I had to keep climbing was gone they either lost their jobs or they were hanging on by a thread. And I had just finished grad school at the time. So I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So decided to go into PR at the recommendation of a former college professor and some friends. And (laughs) it's been a ride since then. So that's actually how I got into (laughs) PR. And actually about five years ago, I um, started my own company um, after um, my last corporate job. And here we are today, so that is the short story of how that I got into awesome. PR.
2: You did that really well because I know your story, and I was like, "She's had a lot of twists and bends," but you, you did that elevator pitch in five seconds. Like you made that happen. That's awesome. That was because <laughs> <laughs> you've done a lot. <laughs> Vanessa has done a lot. So yeah. All right, Will, I'll let you. get yeah. in. You know, I'll take over. I mean,
3: well, I can. Well. I'll go into. I'll go into detail if yeah, you want yeah, me to. But I, I was gonna I, say I go. Want-
1: so go go into some of the, the detail, because one of the things I wanted to know, what was that shift that you talked about? Why was why were people losing their jobs <clears throat> and what what was happening in the industry?
3: Honestly, I think that shift was digital. Um, after You know, once that shift happened, um, right. things were becoming more digital. And I think the industry was just trying to adjust itself to figure out. What does that look like? Um, so this was before Spotify. This was before Pandora. This was, you know, you you had apples and iTunes at that time, but it was it was it was really just starting to change. And I do remember when I was working in music at that time. I was working for a marketing company where we had Def Jam Bad Boy version, and we did a lot of like guerrilla street team work as well as lifestyle activations. And one of the things that I remember saying that I was laughed at for, which is so funny now, was I remember like our street team had to go and put up boards on, you know, light poles and things like that to like Mm -hmm. announce a new CD coming or what have you. And I remember the labels would just send us like all this paper product that we're supposed to put in stores and what have you. And I was like, this is not sustainable. Like, first of all, we're cutting down a lot of trees
0: for something
3: that, you know, people aren't really paying attention to and, you know, and people are getting tickets for, you know, you know, putting up these boards. Of course the labels would pay for our tickets if we happen to get one, but I just, I just didn't see it as a long-term thing and Mm -hmm. I brought it up, but, um, i gonna be honest. I think I don't think at that time in the industry, because like I said, I'm working in mainstream hip hop and urban music at the moment right. at that moment. I don't think that they were ready for like the intellectual, strategic approach to music. Like, I think they got very comfortable mm. because the people in those roles weren't necessarily and not to say you have to be college educated, but they weren't like educated in marketing and strategy development. Right. Right. And here comes this college girl who thinks she's so smart and thinks she knows everything, but she ain't really from the street. So she don't know what she's talking about. So we're not going to pay her no attention. So I think that's what happened. And I, and I think that also started to get old and people started to realize, okay, we do need to start thinking um, a little bit more strategically and long term. And how are we going to work with this new digital age coming into place? And I think that that had to be that, that involves some cleaning house and, um, involves some sweeping out of some old ideas and bringing in some new ones.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, I mean, the, what I do know about you, Vanessa, you're very forward thinking. Um, I think even the way that I met you, you know, I think we, we think of publicists again as, okay, she's going to go in and pitch us to get on this TV show or to get in this magazine article or whatever. And, I met you through your events and you are like a really and this is we miss your events. She had like some beautiful <laughs> physical <laughs> events although you're doing some virtual events now, but um you know, I think you you I just want the audience to know that Vanessa she's 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 always forward to me. You're very forward thinking. You're always thinking a bit out of the box and so um has that always I mean do you think that was college or is that coming from somewhere else or where is that where does that come from for you?
3: So, you know, this about me, I think a lot of it has to do with intuition. Um, and mm-hmm. I've, as I've gotten older, I started to recognize that a little bit more and start to pay attention to it and listen to it. Um, we all have it. It's just a matter of do we use it or not. Um, so mm-hmm. I believe that my intuition has always just told me like, this is, you know, this is what's next. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so funny because even when I started my business, like that was, that's the main driver for my business was intuition. Like my last job, I don't like to talk about it too often, but my last job, I lost that job and mm-hmm. I knew I was about to lose that job. And in my mind, I was like, how am I, what am I going to do next? Because it was a job. I had just got the job. And it was just one of those situations where it just was not a good fit. Like, walked in the door mm-hmm. and day one, things was just not lining up. But it's like, I just got this job. So how do, what, like, what do I do now? Like, it's not <laughs> like I have another one lined up because I just yeah. got here. Yeah. And my mind was telling me, like, start a business, start a business. And, you know, like, at first it scared me. But I just had mm-hmm. to slowly start like trusting my intuition, and sometimes what happens is a lot of times our intuition tells like our intuition tells us like two, three, four, five steps ahead of time, and at that moment that is telling you that it doesn't make sense. Um, so, but. <laughs> So we don't trust it, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and then you yeah. then you tell your family and your friends, and they like, well, no, that's not logical because <laughs> it says right here, it's supposed to be blah, 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 blah. And then mm. we like, okay, you're right. And then we don't listen to our intuition. <laughs> like, dang, I should have listened to my intuition. So it's like after yeah. so long, where you find out that your intuition is right, you're like, okay, I need to give this a shot. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's yeah. that I think my intuition definitely lends to my, me being forward thinking.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, you know, we love that. We love that because that's how we operate.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. F- following your intuition—that's we we talk about that a lot on the show. We we have a lot of uh, examples of, of, of people doing that. And um, what what did uh, so going going into that? Because there, there's some other things I want to ask you that, that uh, pertain specifically to what what you do as a publicist. but but, but going into that. Um, what, what do you think, uh, what, what was it that was, that was clear to you? What, what were you able to actually see? What, what was your next step? Cause when people have that in, intuitive moment, they don't know, uh, what, what they need to do, like the first step. So, you know, they're, they're still trying to, okay, start a business. Yeah. What, what, what does that entail? So what, what do I do next? What's that first step?
3: Oh, wow. yes, so that's yes, that that okay. so, as you just heard me say, I started my business as a result of um losing a job. So what it I got the first and like the first thing was like the first little voice you hear was like, start a business, like you tell it like, no, I'm not ready yet. So what happened for me was I started looking for jobs, and once I was looking for jobs, I had started freelancing in the midst of looking for jobs and saw that, as I was getting clients, I noticed that it was easier for me to get a client than it was for me to get a job that made sense for where I was in my mm-hmm. life at that time. Mm-hmm. So that was like number one. So I made the decision. I remember I had did a phone interview and it frustrated me so much that I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. And it was a scary <laughs> thought, but I knew it was very conclusive because I I did do that with the like, I made this decision and I'm very conclusive about it, but I don't know what's next. So. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I prayed to God. I I had prayed to God. I was like, listen, I have no idea what I'm doing. This was literally, this is how I talk to God. It's not love. Dear Heavenly Father, like me and God don't do that. Um, Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. But I was like, listen, I was like, God, listen, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. I was doing the stuff that I thought was right. Obviously, I was wrong. So the Bible says that I'm supposed to let you lead and you guide my steps. So I really need you to guide my steps because I have no idea (laughs) what I'm doing. Like, I just, and I need you to make it loud and clear because these signs, things, obviously, I've missed a lot of signs and it wasn't clear to me. So I'm going to need you to knock it upside my head if I'm not (laughs) getting it.
1: Right?
3: Like, this is literally what I told God. And I was so literally... I would like wake up in the morning, like, okay, today I'm going to work on what, you know, my brand colors would be like, that was literally, Mm -hmm. I like woke up every day with like small goals today. I'm going to like, and I wake up like, okay, today I'm going to try to work on a portfolio. Okay. Today Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, reach, you know, go to this place. And it's so funny because even those little small goals, like I remember like one goal was like okay, I'm going to go to this networking event. So I go to this networking event, which isn't that productive, but on the ride home from that networking event, I met an old friend of mine from elementary school and high school, who's now a business coach. And she's like, Oh, I do small business development coaching. You should come to my office and come see me next week. Ah, mm. So that was the reason why I need to go to that, you know, to that event, yeah. even though it seemed like it wasn't, you know, beneficial to me. But then I met her and then she started helping me with my plan. And it was free because it was through the Small Business Development Center. So it was just like, I literally made the ads like, I need you to guide my stuff every day. And just like paying Mm -hmm. attention to small little moves made it bigger. And then it led me to the people that, you know, I needed to meet and come across to help me. So I, I guess you can, so that was like listening. And then the next one was, I did get some business coaches. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I did, I did, mm-hmm. and I leveraged, and I did leverage free resources because I actually had no money. And I think a lot of people think like, "Oh, okay, how am I supposed to start? It? How, how am I going to do this with no money?" And I literally leveraged every free resource I could until I began to develop money.
1: Yeah, wow. that sounds like a book awesome. uh, that that I checked that I read, and I recommend everybody check out. Uh, it's called The Magic Path of Intuition. And that's exactly mm. what you just did. You followed the magic path.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and honestly, that's why I wanted to bring Vanessa on here. You know, I, like I said, we've had publicists. And I think that, you know, in previous podcasts, we could, you know, talk about the one, two, threes of PR. But you, the way that you have built your business is, I think, a way that we as artists, as musicians building our business, have to be thinking like this and using the intuition. And you, and like Vanessa said, we talk about this, about how important, you know, exercising that muscle is, particularly, <laughs> particularly right now, because so much is going on and it's very difficult to rely on external relate, uh, information sometimes because it's, it's changing so much. And so, you know, tuning into your own tuition, intuition and and. What it is that your purpose is really pulling you toward is just really, really important. I, I wanted to ask you cause, and you kind of started alluding to it. You, you know, you were saying one. I love the way you talk to God because that's me too. I, I get it. I, you know, <laughs> we get we get down because it's like, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. You know, so... It's a real don't, conversation, like... So, it's a real conversation, so please, audience, you know, I don't, we're not going to get all into religion and all of that, but understand there are many ways <laughs> to have that conversation. But, um, but how did you, while you were, like you were saying, you'd wake up and think of brand colors, you know, you wake up and do... How were you financially sustaining yourself while, you know, having those small moments of building? Because I think sometimes people they're not understanding how are you living like what, what how are you living and sustaining
3: okay so let's get real here my mom and daddy mm-hmm. was very helpful here i told my dad mm-hmm. and um i was like i told my i told my dad first cuz he was very he was the one that wanted me to be an entrepreneur from the beginning like before i even finished college he was trying to push this entrepreneurial um, driving to me. And then somehow, some way I got caught up in the the rat race of, I need these titles and companies. Um, so I told him first and he was like, okay, you know, we got you. And then I told my mom, I thought my mom was going to be the one who was going to push back. But actually, when I told her, she was like, okay, so I, I do live at my parents' house. Um, mm-hmm. So having you know, having that support was very helpful, um, yeah. being able to live at home. And so at least I don't have to worry about rent and food and line, okay. you know, like I can, you know, so now I have to look at the bills that I have. So phone bill, that one stays. So then I looked at, okay, let's cancel Netflix. Let's cancel, mm-hmm. you know, these little subscriptions that I have that aren't necessary and are just good to have, you know, I'd like really start mm-hmm. to look at that. I started to, like I had made a purchase before I had lost my, I started making returns on stuff and I sold some things. Um, And mm-hmm. it's so funny because I was listening to the audio book. Um, it's called the four hour work week. Mm-hmm. It's called the four hour work week. Mm-hmm. And even though he's talking about how to minimize your day, um, your work day, One of the things that he talks about really is like entering entrepreneurism. And one of the things he mentioned was like, if you have a horrible job, leave your job. It doesn't serve you to be in that job. And he said that I know, he's like, I understand you have this job, but you need this job to pay your mortgage and blah, blah, blah. He's like, you will figure it out. And I think that's one thing people don't understand is like something like when you just like when you make the decision to do something and it's like really really rooted in you you figure it out it's either you fight or it's flight and I just had the fight in me like I'm gonna figure it out like I it was I'm not going back and once I make the decision like this is my decision and I'm not going back I figured it out but I think when you're like oh I think I'm gonna do this and I don't know I'm gonna try it out like what, when, you in, when you're in that mode, like you're ready to go back already. But when you're like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm surviving, like you are built to um, for your survival instincts to tell you what to do. And it actually goes back to intuition. Like, OK, what can I do without? And in the book, he says that you will figure out you will sell some things that you don't need. Most of us have things that we've accumulated throughout our lives that we probably don't need anyway you know, you will downsize. You would, you know, maybe sell your home and go, you know, go somewhere smaller or rent out a room where you will figure it out or you will sell a car or like you figure it out when you have to figure it out. And so, and (laughs) so that was one thing. And I took, I took a small job on the side. Like I did liquor promotions. Like I worked for this Mm -hmm. company um, where um, I signed up to do promotions at different liquor stores and Grocery stores, and I was the girl that when you walked in the aisles, I'm like, "Hi, hey, would you like the sample? Blah 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 vodka mm-hmm. or this wine or whatever." And mm-hmm. it was, and I took it because it was flexible. I, I could work when I wanted to work. I didn't work. I didn't have to work when I didn't want to work. So that that worked for me. Um, so I did that, and I was really mm-hmm. I was willing to do a retail part time job. As, if necessary, I looked into Starbucks. Like you figure mm-hmm. it out,
2: right? Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. Because I think as, you know, sometimes as artists, we just want to sit in our art. It's like, no, you got to figure stuff out and understand that, um, you know, it's a process. It's not a light switch. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a, just a, a jing. I have an idea. It's done. Um, and I, I have to constantly, constantly, you know, tell myself this, constantly tell other artists this, that this is a process. And it's it's really great to hear you know how you how you went about that, and that you got you know you had to get really humble and all of that, so
1: yeah. Oh, so talk real to humble. us about about publicity, so what do you do mm-hmm. <laughs> as a publicist <laughs> and and why do artists need publicists?
3: Okay, what do I do? That is like the hardest question in the world to answer because it's so layered um, but I would summarize it to say. That I help my clients um, expand their visibility through non-advertisement resources. Okay. Meaning, when you advertise, you have um, you pay you, you pay a certain amount of money. It's like I want it to be on this billboard, or I want my commercial on this radio station, or I want my ad in this magazine. Like that's guaranteed, and you know it's going to happen. PR is a way of expanding your visibility, um, in ways that is not, I wouldn't say it's not free, but it's, it's called non-paid engagements. So that's, um, being on the news or being in a magazine or doing certain, um, non-paid partnerships with brands and organizations, or, um, maybe it's being affiliated with something. It's all, it's all non-paid, but The thing I have to—the caveat I make about it—because one thing that people always get confused about is just because you're getting yourself involved in non-paid engagements doesn't mean PR is free. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like it comes at a
3: cost, (laughs) (laughs) and because to do those things, it's very, very time-consuming, and it takes—it's a—it's a labor, and it takes strategy and thought. So if you're hiring someone to do it. You have to pay that person for their time and labor. If you're doing it yourself, you're going to pay cost of your time. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then the things that you need to, you know, attract people is going to cost money, whether it be, let's, you know, you putting together your media kit or making sure you have um, samples to pass out at an event that you may be at or what have you. Um, there's always a cost that's associated with PR. So that's the short answer. And I have good. to put in a shameless plug because... To get the real full understanding, I do got a book called Prelude to Pitch for fourteen ninety nine, and you can get the real <laughs> thing. So not to try to sell, but it's 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 such a it's such a hard um, concept to grasp. <laughs> that is really hard for me to give a sound bite as to what PR is, but it is basically the overall management of your public
2: reputation.
1: Wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Plug, plug away. Well,
2: what That's do, why we have you here. <laughs> plug away. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we're going to have you plug, and we're going to put it in the, the show notes, too, where they can go and, um, you know, make that purchase. Yes, yes, yes. I Yay. wanted to ask you, what, what, though, sets you apart, maybe from other publicists? So those artists who are listening who may want to, like, hmm, she sounds interesting. I like her intuitive approach. What, what would you say sets you apart from publicists?
3: Okay, that's a that's a good question. And that's actually something that is changing and is about to change in months. I'm not ready to talk about that just quite yet. But that is always changing. But one of the things that I would say is that I do take a very intuitive approach. um, As I mentioned earlier, Um, I'm not going to just take your money. And I do have a process where I have a conversation with you first to see if I'm a good fit. Um, Some people think that, oh, I want a publicist. I like you. I'm going to give you this money you're going to do. And it's like, no, I got to make sure that I'm the right fit for you too. What I don't want to happen is I don't want you to give me money and you walk away not feeling like you got what you needed. For example, when Mm -hmm. I started my career earlier, I I got a client and I listened to what he wanted. He told me what he wanted and I gave him what he wanted. And what he wanted, unfortunately, didn't give him the results that he was looking for. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I noticed that people think PR is going to do one thing and it may not do that. So before we even engage in any sort of activity of public relations or, you know, promotions or what have you, I ask you, what are your goals first? And it is so important that I know your goals and what your measurable goals are, because had I did that with that client, what even though he asked me to do X, Y and Z, knowing what he really wanted, I would have said, well, I can't do that. But if you're trying to do X, Y and Z, it's better if I do ABC and give him another approach, another and, um, and another idea. So I don't just say, hey, okay, cool. Give me your money. Okay, I'm going to do it. You're not happy. Too bad. This is what it is. Like, I'm not that person. And and a lot of my colleagues don't do that either. But I try to, like, really understand my client before I engage with them. And I try to make sure that what I'm offering to them is actually what they want um, and is actually going to help them. There's been several times that I would do a new client inquiry and I had to tell them, like, you're still in in the development stage. You should probably go to the Small Business Development Center, which is free, and get some, some, and get some um, free consultations and utilize some free resources. Because what I don't want to happen is, especially when it comes to artists and creatives, is that, like you said, we are, you know, you are struggling. We are, you know, it's like, this is my last dime. I don't want to be the person that takes your last dime and then mm-hmm. is not giving you, you know, and is not giving you what you need. Like, I don't, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that
1: yeah that that answered one of my other questions how how can an artist make your job easier and that's to- totally it it's just is is uh g- giving you that that initial consultation information of uh you know what are their actual goals so cuz you already you could tailor a plan that would fit them um so but one thing i wanted to ask you uh to add a little levity <laughs> to uh <laughs> to your to the discussion is What's the craziest thing that you have ever seen in your career as a publicist?
3: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> craziest thing I've ever seen. Craziest thing.
1: And that Come could be on. in how That's somebody good. was promoted. That could be in what somebody someone did while they were on the TV show. <laughs> what, it just could be anything. Oh,
3: okay. Okay. I'm glad you um, gave me some examples. Okay, this was a long, long time ago. Back in 2009. And I was working at this agency where we were working on the bid for Chicago to get the Olympics, and mm-hmm. we were on the last two days of the before um, the Olympic International Olympic Committee announced the city. So it was between Chicago and Tokyo and Rio de Janeiro and a few others, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, Chicago was ramping up for though you know for that announcement. So the day before the announcement. Um, we had two spokespeople, Scotty Pippen and Tony Ku Coach. Oh my gosh, so amazing. <laughs> Say what you want about Scottie Pippen. I'm not debunking that, but I had a very pleasant experience with him. So mm-hmm. anyway, the day before I had Tony Ku Coach and Scottie Pippen, and we were doing we were making our rounds, all the different Chicago TV stations. And we were on a really tight schedule. And I was the one that made the schedule. And I'm really, really early in my career. So it's just like I had to really like you know, exert my assertiveness really, um, really quickly. Mm -hmm. So we were leaving ABC, um, excuse me, we're leaving NBC. And I saw the whole team, but I didn't see Scotty. I'm like, oh my gosh, where's Scotty? How do I leave? How do I lose a six foot seven NBA player (laughs) in this studio? Like, how is that possible? And so I'm like looking for him. I can't find him. And I look up on the monitor as we're walking out the door. He's doing the weather. And I'm like, wow. are you kidding me? <laughs> He's doing the weather, so I run back to so I run back to the studio. I am literally standing behind the green screen, waiting for them to conclude the weather, so I can like come from around the green screen and snatch him, so I can get him in the car, so we can go to our next destination.
2: Yes, that actually happened. Poor Scotty. Maybe if he's listening, yeah, he got a little (laughs) embarrassed with that. But that's 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 cool. Well, this is yeah, no, and and to even say that you've worked with, you know, what's what's really cool, you've you know, even say you worked with Scotty Pippen to have had that you know relationship, and then all the way back around to, you know, when you were talking about the prior to PR with Def, Def Jam and Hidden Beach and these different things, you've had a nice. Background. So I do in our last couple of minutes, you know, in case people want to reach out to you, um, want to work with you, um, need some help with some PR life, especially in in the times that we're in. um, If you could just share how your social media, how people can get in touch with you. And if there's anything new that you're working on right now that you want to um, plug or old or or present. The book, as I know, has been around. But yeah, anything you want to promote.
3: Awesome. So if, if you're interested in being a client and you want to, you know, go through that process to see if you're right, if you're the right client or not, just email me at, at Abron, Um, and you will get an email that will tell you how to book a meeting with me. Um, and then you will also get a questionnaire um, that you have to complete before the call so I can be prepared for the call. So that's number one. Number two is, yes, I do have a book. It's called Prelude to Pitch. Um, It's a public relations guide for musicians, artists, and creatives, and small business owners. Available for $14.99. It's the actual actual book that you hold. It's a workbook toolkit. And actually, when you finish it, you should be able to have your own marketing plan seamlessly um, at the end. And I ask some tough questions that most people don't think about when they think about their PR approach. So that's in the book. You can purchase that book at agencyabron.com for $14.99. Um, and if you want to follow me on social media, I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at um, at the at symbol agencyabron, all across all platforms. So make it easy. So if you just if you Google agencyabron, you'll you'll find me somehow, some way. <laughs>
2: Awesome! That's the the perfect PR. She she has set herself up. Agency Abram is all straight. (laughs) Take the cues, guys. Don't have.
3: When I actually, when I thought of my business name, that's what I did first. Like even before I, you know, I went to get you know get the doing business as 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 information. I went on social media first and claimed all of the um, platforms before I even told people this is the name of my business
1: awesome
2: yeah really smart smart same here kenya mj music i just kept it on the same all over even though people are like where's what's mj What what is that about i'm like i know it's a long story but kenya mj music just leave it there so.
1: <laughs> she's a fan well, of this michael jackson been
2: fant- i know <laughs> but you. those are my initials mcguire johnson I'm, I, so know, MJ. I'm you- <laughs> I just happen to be like michael jordan and michael jackson just some of the greatest that's all you know? just you know
0: associate right. myself
2: there but um well this has been fantastic. Thank you so much Vanessa. This is um I I I have we we were beginning to do some work together and then covid went pub out. So um you know I, I I trust Vanessa completely and she's always very professional and she does we didn't get to dig too much into this but like I said she has some amazing events too. So definitely go to her website, follow her so that when she's having these different virtual opportunities um, for you to learn and develop and figure out how to do things on your own or just to even work with her. You know, just tune into that because you're doing some really good stuff. And, and music, music, she works, you know, in hand with a lot of musicians and artists. So. Beautiful. Thank you. You're
3: Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. appreciate you. Yeah.
1: That was yeah. nice. Yep, yeah, well, right, well, this thanks. has been another great episode, of course, and uh, awesome... Awesome uh, conversation here, but we're we're back in action, and um, yeah, we'll be having our next guest. I don't know. Kenya still setting that up.
2: So. <laughs> I know. I I always well we have them all listed, but we can't be giving it away. Yeah, so,
1: that's right. We we'll gotta, surprise you.
2: Yeah, but yeah. I gotta look at our calendar. We book people way ahead of time. So like, Who is our guest? But it's gonna be. Yeah. A, but I know it's a guest. <laughs> it is a guest. So. Great,
1: great. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll be back again next week.
2: All right. right. Take care. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3MBpodcast at gmail.com.